It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Thank you for being here. I really do really appreciate it. You don't have to be here. So I'm happy that you're tuning in and listening in to this now or whenever you find it appropriate for you to do in the time. I'm just excited to be able to come to you with some things I think are going to be beneficial as we continue our path in the growing into greatness. So today we're talking about being a solopreneur. Uh, so let's jump right into that. Um, most people hadn't heard the term solopreneur because it's something that has just been kind of flossed around the last year and a half, two years or so. So it's fairly a new term, but it's very self-explanatory. It's very simple. It's basically an entrepreneur who runs or, or handles his business by themselves. Thus the word solopreneur is entrepreneur who works solo, who works alone. Um, and so many people are doing that. And I, I have to start right here and kind of give an apology to some extent because as I look back, and I do, look back over my shows and think about them and I plan for them and, you know, coordinate speakers and try to make series that we all pull it together, I may have given people the perspective that a solopreneur is not a real business. And it is a real business. In fact, um, the numbers are staggering in terms of how many people. It is estimated that currently there are 41 million people in the United States who classify themselves as a solopreneur. And that includes people that work as a solopreneur full-time and those who work part-time. They contribute $1.3 trillion, that's a T, trillion dollars to the U.S. economy every year. So clearly, if I have given that perspective and you thought it's just a person who uh, comes into the business and hires a whole bunch of staff and that's a real business, otherwise, if you are uh, walking, working alone, a uh, lone ranger and doing your work that you're not really a business, that's not true. And in fact, of all the small businesses in the country, there are millions and millions of them, about 70, almost three-thirds, almost 75%, almost 75% of small businesses are owned by a small a, a, a solopreneur, operated by a sole proprietor. Now, that doesn't mean you don't use contractors and freelancers from time to time, so don't get that impression. But what I'm saying is you are orchestrating, running, and handling most of your business day-to-day on your own. And there, like I said, two-thirds, frankly, of people who own small businesses and contribute that $1.3 trillion per year are so what we call solopreneurs. So I have a guest on tonight today who's going to talk with us briefly about being a solopreneur. She is coming on now, Princess. Uh, come on in. Let's talk a little bit more because you are a solopreneur. How are you? Yes, ma'am. I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm excellent. I'm great. It's Monday. You know how I feel about Mondays. I got a whole week to do what I do and do it well. So tell us about your business, you as working as a solopreneur. Well, there are two of them, but 
I would consider um, my network my main business, and um, I develop podcasts for people. I help you decide on your approach, your mission, um, your 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 technology, your support, your brand, your marketing, all of that into bringing your um, your podcast or your idea to do it to develop a podcast into fruition and to bring that idea into the airways of Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google, and everybody else. And when when I decided that this is what I wanted to do, um, I don't know if I knew this is what I was going to be. And as you say, this is a new term, but it fits so um, in that I am a solopreneur and that every facet of what I do, I do on my own. And sometimes you're right. I, I hire, I subcontract some things out for those who have more talent and whatever I need done at th- that point. But um, I developed this business to to not only run my own podcast, but then to train others how to develop their own podcast in 60 days and to make it viable and lucrative and to also make it to where others want to hear what they have to say. And I love that because here's what we're going to know. I'm going to go back to that because you made a very valid point in terms of you still did the business process. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I want people to understand that. But I want to tell you that this brand of business ownership is growing. The demand for it is growing. Of course, the last two years with the uh, pandemic and all of that, it really did boost that concept in terms of people needing to make income and needing to make it non-traditionally and needing to make it from home, needing to make it from a location away from other people. It spawned more of this use of what we call entrepreneurs, some people say freelancers, contractors, or whatever, it's mm-hmm. all the same, but that's what you do. Um, we found that the social media was always on the cutting end of stuff. And you think about it, if you go on LinkedIn, a little bit on Twitter, and you look at different people's bios, you'll see that term solopreneur popping up more and more. People are now classifying yeah. themselves as a solopreneur. And then they're also social media or online, I should say as well, platforms to help the social the um, solopreneur or whatever because they have things like the Angie's List, the Home Advisor, Thumbtack, Fiber. Those are all um, networks that you can go in and plug in on and bid for jobs and get jobs as a contractor, freelancer, solopreneur. And that is making room for mm-hmm. itself. I think that's just so very, very cool how it's making room for itself. There's even an entity. I've known some people who are what we call freelancers, and I know a lot because I'm in the advertising business. And what they've done is they've been able to get together and go to different um, insurance companies and say, hey, we're yeah. five separate entrepreneurs here, and we want to do our stuff as a group insurance plan and get the group rate because it's five of us or six of us or ten of us or whatever. And those are things set up for people to be able to be more effective and overcome some hurdles that were there before in terms of being a solopreneur. Yeah, yeah. You know, Gwen, being a solopreneur, um, the the term sounds so pretty, but um, it means work. It means uh, commitment. It Mm -hmm. means um, delegating your time here and then putting it over there and then Mm -hmm. getting up and starting it over again the next morning with maybe some other tasks that all come back to 
a, 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 a entity of one doing everything for your business, and, and it, it's rewarding, I say. And, mm-hmm. and most times, Gwen, because I heard you compare, I love being a solopreneur versus having to train a staff that don't want to be trained or to try to convince a staff to provide customer service or a level of commitment that I give that don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. I love the term 99% of the time. I love the concept. I love being a solopreneur. You know, it's interesting because I, I want to go back a little bit and say to you, you know, I found that being a solo, so many benefits of being a solopreneur. And one of them is the fact that you can make things happen quicker than you can with this whole business entity. But I don't want yeah. you to get the impression that you don't do the same things. That's where the problem comes yeah. in. You still need to get an EIN number. You still need to register your name. You That's still right. need logo, a marketing plan. You still need to know your positioning. You still need to understand your brand, your social media. All those things still have to happen, but it happens quicker because it's on your time, and you can keep plowing through opposed to waiting for a couple partners and other people to chime in on that. Mm-hmm. You can make things go and flow a lot easier, but you still need to do the work. You still, and that's something I will constantly always come back to. To your point, it's not easy. You still have to do the work. You still have responsibilities. You still have a brand that you have to keep in a positive light. You still have to get up in the morning, like you said, keep it going. And, and some days you've got to keep it going when you don't feel like keeping it going because you are. That's right. You don't have so you can push it off to. So, you know, it has its pros and its cons on that end. So I think that's very, very important. You know, the other thing that we all like about that is you have the flexible hours, you know, um, mm-hmm. that you can no longer have to miss stuff because you can plan activities right. around the hours you want to work and don't want to work. But the thing about that, people say, well, I could do that as a business owner, too. I, I, you know, whatever. That's true. But as a solopreneur, you have a lot more ability to do it um, at, a, at, a, at a quicker pace. You can make a decision on a dime oftentimes. But when you have a staff, which is I'm not saying bad, you got to make more preparations and coordinate things and open up an office space and be on a Zoom call or, or give out instructions. You can make more quickly adjustments to your schedule. It's more flexible because you are a solopreneur. And basically, I find that it's a better, better work-life balance. What do you think, Princess? Oh, I, I definitely agree with you with the work-life balance um, and to be able to make my own schedule and to say, okay, today I know that I want to do this with um, – a, B, and C, so I'm not going to schedule my work to start until 11, or I am going to reschedule this and put plug this in. And then to have the weekends to say, okay, I'm going to enjoy my weekend, or I'm going to dedicate six hours on Saturday to my business and take my time and get some, some things done. I, I definitely like the work-life balance that being a solopreneur offer. I have worked in um, corporate America, and so have you. You have been corporate America yourself, and providing mm-hmm. a staff and, and a business um, that 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 has a payroll. But I have mm-hmm. been in corporate America and know that okay, I got to get up and get it. You know, mm-hmm. attendance is key, and also work performance is key. Productivity is key, and you got to be be willing to make sure your light is shining every day so then you can be noticed and get promoted. Um, and being a solopreneur, I promote myself every day. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I elevate myself every day, and I congratulate myself on 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 the highs, and and I don't get too low, and and understand where I am, and, and try to learn from that. But yes, um, that work life balance with being a solopreneur has changed my life for the better. Oh, excellent! You know, and the thing too, let me just say something. You said, yeah, somebody's out there listening. I try to always kind of see both sides. Missing. Okay, you guys talk all this cool talk about great, great, great. But what about security? You know, I, I got to have that paycheck yeah. coming in. I got to uh, pay my bills. I got a child. I can't possibly do that, whatever. But let me just tell you, things have changed in a certain different way. And if you handle being a solopreneur, and I've learned a lot of these things from you as well, you can be more secure. Because a, when you're huh. working for someone or a larger entity and you have employees, you have more things to balance in terms of if this doesn't have, this contract doesn't come through, I got three, three people to handle this contract. If it doesn't come through, I got to lay these people off, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. When you're a solopreneur, and I, I learned this when I think talking with you uh, one day, when I would take on a client, and I do that now before, after, whatever, I take on a client, I take on a project. Especially if it's a long term, it's a one off. No, that's different. But if you have a project for somebody for a period of time, you put together an agreement, contract to do the work, and you put stipulations in there. And you say to them very quickly, um, here's my stipulations, here's what I do, here's what I do by this time, this is what I'm going to charge. However, um, if there's a, 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 um, a, a parting of the ways that we need to do something differently, you need to uh-huh. give me a month, two months, three months notice. Vice versa, if I decide I don't want to work with you anymore, I, I have to give you a month, two months of human notice. That way I have time that if you decide that you don't want to continue this relationship or whatever, whatever, then I know I still got a month or two to replace that, that income. That's right. You know, I can, I, right. I can finagle that around when my security is in place. And I have the ability to constantly keep putting on new, more contacts to my comfort level. Right, that's right, that's right. Um, you know, yeah. and uh, um, and and people do talk about. I need my 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 week to week check. Well, um, there is nothing better than betting on yourself. I, mm-hmm. I know what I bring to the table and what I can do, and and I tell people all the time that I know when to sit still when I have money on my desk and all I gotta go do is get it done and get it out, and I don't have to worry about hitting the bottom line for somebody else, all of it comes to me. And then I get to divide it up and decide, okay, this goes to the business, this goes to my salary, this goes here. Um, so it's a it's a constant level of being in charge. And if you'd rather give up some of that, um, of your schedule and let somebody else control your, your time clock, then, then that, that's okay too. But in exchange for you feeling I don't have enough security, I, I think I create my own security, and I'm motivated to do that every day. I love that concept of what I got the, with the money on my desk. You know, I got money mm-hmm. on my desk. Let me just go and get it. You know, money I on love desk. that. Because, yeah, because you, I, that's a great concept because you are doing projects. You know people want you to do this. They want you to do that. You know, they want you to do a training. They want to talk to you about advertising. You got money on your desk. Mm-hmm. You have to just go. And, and after a period of time, if you are a successful solopreneur, which I'm going to expect all of you to be because you're growing in greatness, then you have an opportunity to think down and, 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 and that sort of thing. So your security issue, those issues are going away now in terms of people asking you to work. You know, I only can do a paycheck. I got to work and get that weekly paycheck and have a two-week paycheck because I have children or whatever. You have the ability to continue to make it. In fact, 
in fact, your ability gets even better in terms of there being, there's not a limit for you. You know, because of yeah. issues and technology, we can talk about that as well. You can work globally. You know what I'm saying? You can. That was you my will, exact you, sentiment. You work globally. You have clients mm-hmm. who you train across the country to do those things like fiber or whatever. You have ability. So you're, you're, you actually have more security in some ways if you work the business, like you said, than you would for a nine-to-five. That's right. I don't have to really worry about the trends of the workforce in Columbia, South Carolina, or the surrounding Midlands area, or even Charlotte, because technology and the Internet has made what we do, for the most part, all of us, um, a global business. Now, we can either let that stay dormant or we can do something with it. I've allowed it to flourish, and I have clients um, for both of my business in Seattle and L.A. and Aurora, Colorado, you know, all the way coming back to the East Coast in New York and Charlotte and Virginia and Maryland and in and, and Florida. So it makes it a global um, interest and, and, and my clients to be, for me to access assess them wherever they are um, mm-hmm. and, and not to limit myself. So that, that I was just thinking that and then you said it. You hit the nail on the head. What we do and what we can do um, is that we can pull money from every corner of the world. Yeah. And you look, you look at one of my other um, shows I did on cryptocurrency and investing. That person lived in Brazil. Exactly. And they, mm-hmm. that young man was able to be on my show, talk about his classes, some things he's doing. And he picked up clients who were all over the United States. I've talked to him since mm-hmm. that. He's very happy. In fact, I'm one of them now. But he picked up his clients, and he lives in Brazil. You know, so to your point, I mean, this gives us so much more flexibility opposed to worrying about, you know, what what might happen. This is a way to make some new things happen. And let's talk a little more about technology. Look at technology in terms of giving us an open door to reach people we weren't able to reach before. Technology, let's talk about this, has the tools in place. Look at the things that are happening for it. There are chats that you get on now, web-based corporations, there are file sharing, um, all kinds of management programs, there's, you know, Google Meets and Google Docs and uh, what's it called? I'm going to check and Zoom. Um, All Uh of these things out there now where you can actually work together on a document, close it up, let somebody work on it. But it is no reason technology has made itself available for this. It's like it's totally geared to being global. Yeah, you know, Gwen, I can schedule a meeting with you tomorrow at 10 a.m., and I can have video and audio, and I can have an additional 200 people on that video and audio with us. I can do a presentation, share a document with you, get you to sign that document, send it back, close a deal, all within an hour, and I've talked to everybody, and I've seen everybody, and I've collaborated with everyone, and we now have a working document, project, deal, contract. The pandemic made this more prevalent, but it was Mm -hmm. there before. But um, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, we have become um, an entity where there's nothing we can't get accomplished in just sitting down with a laptop or tablet and sharing our screen, our documents, our ideas, our faces, our voices, and come up with a deal. 
Excellent. That's, that's, that's an excellent point. And so we do create our own entity, our own destiny with all this stuff. Let's talk about the other part about this. When you are a solopreneur, you have less risk. Um, yeah. When I say less risk, I'm talking about things in terms of your employees. Let me just not, let me say your W-2 employees, not a freelancer or mm-hmm. a contractor. You're not dealing with the paperwork and all that goes in with a I'm calling them a W-2 employee with their wages, their benefits, their vacation time, insurance for them or not, the overheads for having them in a certain space with you, electricity, buying them a computer, even if they work out of their own homes. You, if she works for you, pay them a computer and paper and printing and ink. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff anymore. Um, what that you, you, you have less risk when you work with a contractor a freelancer, a solopreneur, because they have their own entity, their own infrastructure already in place. You don't have to pay toward that. And what I like, you said it earlier, I'm going to bring it back. You are now working with like-minded people, that you don't have to now motivate them, share the brand with them, get that attitude of make it happen, working cost-effectively, the things that you would have to maybe share with your employees. you got a person who's a business mind like yours, and generally, you work better together. Have you found that to be true? Yeah. You know, um, I get to share this this idea of being a solopreneur with the person that's in my house that we turn the lights off on each other at night. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and that's outstanding. Um, and it works. And we get to bounce ideas and to bounce um, different processes and how we're going to, to handle things. But I wanted to go back to what you said in that um, John's business is a little bit different because for while there he was not a solopreneur, he had a staff. And, mm-hmm. and I only bring that up to say this. You make decisions based off of your staff. Sometimes you will take a contract or a project based off of, okay, this will keep the lights on in the building and this will keep the payroll at a certain standard and make sure that we can make payroll on a, by a monthly basis or for the next six months because you always want to have some payroll in the hole for in case something comes up. So sometimes we would say, and I say we, um, his company, based off of making sure that we can provide for our staff, their insurance, their 401k, and and um, their payroll. And, and it, But it, that's pressure. The freedom comes mm-hmm. in being a solopreneur and betting on yourself, taking care of yourself, having your own, make your decisions based off of solely, can I do this project versus do I want to do this project? Do I have the ability and make that it and sign on the dotted line? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did I make mm-hmm. sense there? Yeah, makes sense. It makes sense. And, and, and once again, it goes back to let us be clear. Let me be clear. This uh, way of doing business is just another way of doing business. We are talking about the positive side of it. We're trying to release uh-huh. people from being afraid of doing this way. But the other way of doing it with the staff and paying insurance and all that, that's viable as well. That's fair as well. I'm a person who has one of both. I have a small business where I have staff and people, and I have a solopreneur piece. So I have one of both, you know, and it works for me based on what I'm trying to do. There are pros and cons to both. So please don't think that I'm now getting up here saying, oh, you got to convert everything to a solopreneurship. I am not saying that. I am saying certain companies, certain ideas work very well. And I find companies, organizations like who are consulting, 
giving user intellectual mm-hmm. property, your knowledge, like you giving person knowledge about being and how to brand and how to handle yourself and do a podcast. You give knowledge of people how to do their social media. Those kinds of things do extremely well. I'm not saying the only I'm saying those kinds of things do extremely well in terms of the solopreneurship. Uh, I know someone who has a business where she actually um, sews and monograms. Um, I talk about her a lot. It happens to be my sister. Uh, she's a solopreneur. Now, her rationale for being a solopreneur is she wants to touch everything she does. That's huh. how she's made up. She does not like, and sometimes she does. She has a big quantity. She has big quantity sometimes, and she needs to do three or 400 pieces for a school or a line of sorority fraternity going over, and they need jackets, and they need boo, 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 boo. Well, yeah, she probably brings them out in. But she really enjoys the creativity of doing it herself and touching herself and seeing it for herself. That's just what she's made. Nothing's wrong with that. Yeah. Okay? But there are other people who say, I like this business of monogramming. That's what she does. And I like putting it out there. And they have staff of people who get it out and make it happen. And you can't say one is any better than the other. It's just what you prefer. And we want to make sure we understand that perhaps we have it or I have it given that piece a little bit more um, uh, support or a little more uh, notoriety that you can do either one. That's kind of yeah, you know, part of, part of the um, excitement and part of the fireworks every day for me and my mm-hmm. motivation is that I love developing a plan. I love being, being able to be creative and mm-hmm. to take colors, 3D, whatever, um, concept, whatever, and bring that into a viable option in project and podcast or graphic. I love seeing that work out. And it works out every time. Now, you know, the timeline may have to be pushed up or you may be on time. And, you know, sometimes that happens. But the, the final um, product and the idea and um, the, the next step is, is what keeps me motivated and keeps me going. And there's nothing better than betting on yourself. And I say that, too. I think I'm a lot like Mary. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I like touching it myself. I like mm-hmm. seeing it myself. I like finagling it myself. I like being involved and hearing the feedback myself. So I, I think mm-hmm. I'm a lot like that. Yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of both because there are certain things I don't want to do. <laughs> you know, yep. And, and mm-hmm. that has to go along with my business. So I like to do to a point and pass it off. Um, to someone else, and you know, I'm probably a little bit more like to like you guys in a way in terms of putting the pro, you know, doing the product, you know, and talking about the strategy of it and all of that branding piece and all that, and then I want some escrow executed. I'm not trying to do that part, you know. Yeah. So you know, you know, if people, so this is just for us to really think about what is your what is what's your best scenario for work? How would you like that's to right. work? And that's what we, you know, we're talking about here. But we like the idea that with you doing this, you're able to create your own destiny. And you're not relying on the person you're working for um, or the one that you're working with or your staff that works with you to perform on the level that you need them to perform on to get where you need to go. You do have more control uh, of your destiny in that whole piece. And the other part about it I love so much, and I'm going to to close this up a little bit, but you get to work from anywhere. That right there is real. Yes. Talk about that, Princess. Talk about that, because I know some of the things you've been doing. Uh, so, so talk about that a little bit, being a work from anywhere. 
you hit my spot. You hit my wheelhouse. I'm able to work from anywhere. And if you don't have Wi-Fi, that doesn't bother me. I bring my own anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. And I can work from anywhere, from a coffee shop to a restaurant to a hotel lobby to a hotel room, um, on the plane, on the train, but I can work from anywhere and I can affect my business every day from wherever I decide to work from. There is nothing better than that for me. Um, mm-hmm. And you have experience with me um, mm-hmm. some equipment malfunctions. I remember that. I think that was mm-hmm. probably the, the one that sparked our, our closeness. But mm-hmm. once the equipment is there, I can work from anywhere. And, and mm-hmm. I love, that's probably one of the best things I love about being a solopreneur and what I do. My equipment mm-hmm. is right here. And I can take it and I can take it and work in the car while Rev is driving. I mm-hmm. love that part. Mm-hmm. One person said, I think you're going to just like this. One person says, a true solopreneur is someone who has developed a business with no employees that's portable, scalable, and produces livable income. Uh-huh. That says it. That says it. Once that again, produces livable no empl- income. Has no employees huh. that's portable, huh. scalable, and produces a livable income. Wow. That's it. Wow. That is mm-hmm. it in a nutshell, you know. And so we want to just kind of come back and talk about that a little bit because I, I was important to me. It hit me. And like I said, uh, contrary to what you may believe, I think about this show and figure this show out and try to bring you <laughs> what you, you need and scratch my head. And sometimes I call Princess and I give her my um, thoughts on things and she'll say, mm. <laughs> when she says that, I know she's not feeling it. But I do bounce around on stuff, and this was something that really came to me and said, wow, you perhaps have missed an opportunity to share with people because they're maybe thinking I've got to have, you know, four employees and i got to have, you know, this person, that person. And I'm saying that is great. Um, those things are good. That's great. Do continue that if that's what you need to do and want to do for the kind of business you have. But if you have a business that doesn't require that, this is another option for you to look at being a solopreneur. So I want you guys to think about that a little bit more. And um, and and uh, and uh, give that some consideration, Princess. Before we close this piece, I got anything else you want to say? No, Gwen. I think this has been powerful. I can't wait to um, to promote this even more. Um, I think this is going to touch a lot of people right in their wheelhouse. And I appreciate the opportunity to share some of my thoughts. Well, thank you so much. Listen, next week we got a great, powerful show lined up. It's going to be called Customer Service. I know each of you have a story a suggestion, a thought on customer service. It's going to be open mic night. I'm going to let everybody call in. Let's talk about customer service. Let's dissect that thing. Let's talk about what we want to see. Let's talk about how we make it better. Let's talk about some issues that you've had. It's going to be next uh, Monday, 6 o'clock, same place, same channel, whatever. We're going to discuss customer service. So I'm looking forward to it. I want to thank all of you who listen to our show. Um, listen to my, my, my show. Thank you so much. Call me. Hit me on Facebook. Got any ideas, suggestions, things you want to see, questions you want to ask me. P- feel free. Please share this with your friends. You can catch me on iHeart, Spotify, all places you can get your, um, your, your podcast. And I'm looking forward to continuing to do this with you. And, guys, just going out. Today is the first year of the week. Let's go be great. Have a good evening. It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. 
right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness.